Hi again, thanks for checking out LJN Radio. I'm Tim Muma and you're listening to Moving Up the Ladder. Now in this episode, we're looking at how you can build your online community, particularly if you are a young professional. There can be some challenges making that transition from college into the professional scene. To help us with these strategies, we have Corinne Foster joining us. Corinne is the marketing manager at Greenleaf Book Group, and she has a ton of experience in this area. Corinne, thanks for coming on the show today. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Of course, the subject of having an online presence and being involved online is a big deal nowadays, whether it is for fun or, of course, we're looking at more from the professional side of things. First of all, though, I wanted to ask you, if we're talking about the professional side, job seeking, that sort of thing, is it detrimental to not have an online presence nowadays? Yeah, I think it is, especially in the profession that I work in, which is marketing and platform building. Um, We're talking with clients very often about how they can grow their community. And if we can't do it ourselves and aren't doing it for ourselves, I think that speaks volumes to our skill level. Now, do you think employers, if they can't find too much about someone online, they're going to start to wonder why that is and have a negative thought about it? Um, I think it depends. A lot of times we will ask that outright. Okay. We definitely look to see what kind of presence someone has. If they don't have a presence, it's usually deliberate and there can be justifiable reasons for that, of course. Okay. Makes sense. Uh, I just ask because I know I have, I have a couple of colleagues and they do skew a little older, but they call themselves, you know, faceless as far as online and <laughs> social media. So we always kind of chuckle at that as well. And that's a real trend now, too, to sure. really unplug from those social networks and make that a deliberate choice. Again, if that can be explained and you're still on top of the trends and know how to utilize the social networks, it's not it's not always to your detriment. Okay. Now, In talking about a little bit as far as the young professionals go, maybe it's a recent graduate from college or even somebody that's just still early in their career, what is often a challenging part for them as far as understanding how to use social media, especially if they're coming right out of college where it might have been used a little differently? Yeah, I think it's it's the mindset that this is not all for fun anymore Mm. and not that it can't be for fun, but really realizing that potential employers and partners are really taking a really hard look at your social media and what you're sharing and and not just to see the content of what you're sharing, but to see that you're passionate about something and you know how to use it properly and you know how to get the type of information from it that you need or can use to your benefit. Okay. And that is where we wanted to focus a little more heavily, I would say, as far as, again, building that online community, uh, having people see you as not, maybe an expert in, a f- in the field or at least someone that understands what they're talking about, understands what they're doing as a professional. Let's touch on social media first, because obviously I think that's something that people, uh, most people engage in, or at least they seem to understand to a certain extent. Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn seem to be the top three people always want to talk about. What can you give us as far as insight into those specific mediums and how you might be able to use them to your benefit? Uh, Sure. My strategy and recommendation is always that you don't have to be everywhere. Okay. But as long as you're where your audience is, or in the case of a young professional, where people in your, where your passion lies, where they're having that conversation and where you're going to get the most information. Um, I would rather see someone either professionally or personally be interacting someplace where they can get some real benefit out of it and some real solid information and and relationships than kind of spaghetti at the wall, dabbling in every social network. 
Facebook to me is a little interesting. Uh, you know, you read some studies that say people on there do skew older a little bit. So then uh, again, people wonder well, if I'm a young professional, do I need to worry about that? Others don't even see it as a, a viable option anymore. How do you view Facebook as far as building that online community? Uh, it depends on what your goals are. If you are building a community and you're interacting on a page, Facebook is so pay to play right now that mm. you have to have a budget just to make sure that your your updates are seen. So for a young professional or for someone building a personal brand, that may not be where you want to go because you don't want to invest all of that time and then have to invest money on top of it when perhaps Twitter or LinkedIn, your target demographic or where the commu- where the conversation is happening is available to you for free. Okay. With Twitter, again, it's another fascinating part because I think as most people know, you're limited with the characters and uh, it is a little more quick hitting, I would like to say. How do you view Twitter as being a benefit to people as far as building that community or what can you do on there that maybe can be long term as opposed to just, hey, you know, we're watching this TV show. Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, Twitter, not only is it, it great for your instant news and really being connected to everyone and everything, it's a great place to promote yourself and your own writing. So I always, the, the social media is great on its own, but if you're trying to build a platform and you're trying to establish yourself professionally, it really all starts with the blog. Okay. And Twitter then is a great place to promote your blog posts. And those can be really promoted long-term as well. Um, Older blog posts can be revitalized when something in the news happens that's significant to that. If you've had a changing opinion or just being shared sporadically, you can go back into your archives and continually share your original content. Let's jump to that then, since you see that as being such an important piece, the idea of blogging. Of course, if you talk to a lot of people, they'll say, oh, yeah, you know, everyone has a blog, that sort of thing. So how do you separate yourself? How do you really get yourself out there, prove that you're not just someone that you know is randomly throwing stuff against the wall, kind of like you alluded to there? Uh, what are some of the keys to effective blogging? You're talking about building this online community. The biggest one is consistency, and it's consistency of posting and consistency of message. Like you said, it seems like everyone has a blog, but how many people actually stick to it and how many people are sharing pertinent information and really adding to the conversation on a sustained level, that's when you pull yourself away from the crowd, when you can do that for a year or two years or or however long you can can make that platform work for you. When it comes to blogging, is it seen necessarily, it doesn't sound like you see it as a way that somebody should look to make money, but just more, more so building that reputation and being able to connect with people? Yeah, absolutely. And there's monetization opportunities besides ad revenue. There's mailing lists and there's offering eBooks and there's using that as a platform to get a job um, or to get clients. So one job or or one client off of the content that you're sharing at the blog um, on your blog could kind of pay for the whole endeavor and really make that time a great investment. As you noted with Twitter, you know, that can be a great place to refer back to your blog and linking stories and articles that you might have as well. When you're talking about LinkedIn, how can that be used effectively? I think most people understand that it's the business side of social media, so to speak, but how can that still be intertwined with maybe some of the other items that you do, again, including the blog or, or other social media aspects? Yeah, LinkedIn has not only a great forum community where you can join groups that are specifically around your interests, 
your alma mater trends in in marketing or digital advertising, whatever it may be. It's a it's a great place to interact with those experts and leaders in that field. But they also have their publishing platform now. So in conjunction with your blog or as a supplement to your blog, you can also post longer form articles there as well, which are shared throughout LinkedIn and on other social networks. Speaking of that, you want to connect with people. And uh, for those that have taken any writing or speech, you want to try to connect with that specific audience you're trying to reach. How can you do that effectively with social media when it seems like there, or not necessarily social media, online in general, where there's so many people out there, there's so many voices. Uh, how do you really know who you're trying to reach or what are some rules you can give people for connecting with your audience? Sure. I always start small. The, the people that you are, are trusted sources of information for you see who they're interacting okay. and following with, um, following and build out from there. That's a, a great way to be introduced to new people. And it kind of vets them. If, if you trust the first person in, in the line of that information, you're inherently going to trust those further down the line. So it's a great introduction. And just being active online, people are going to introduce themselves to you and they're going to chime in the conversations. And those are worthwhile people to connect with. How about the idea of how much you're giving your input or how much you're sharing? How does that all work as far as, I don't know, not seeming too pushy or, or I guess it just seems that there are some people out there that just do way too much out there and there are others that maybe aren't sure how much they should interact. What's your take on it? It's different for every genre and, and every market. I do believe in kind of the 80-20 rule of sharing where 80% of the time you are inter interacting with others and sharing others' content, you can be commenting okay. on it along the way, but only 20% of the time are you being self-promotional? Are you tweeting or sharing your blog posts or really coming out strong with, with your opinions? Sure. And you mentioned it here as well, the idea of just, you know, being active on there. And I guess another way of looking at that would be engaging with the people. Any tips you can offer up for those young professionals in terms of engaging and not only just doing it to do it, but being effective and being strategic with it? Yeah, I think it's really important just to be genuine. You're, you can have personality. It doesn't have to be all buttoned up, but it, it's okay to ask questions um, and it's okay to pipe in when you do know the answer. That's what the community is all about. As long as you can, you can help as much as you're asking others for help, then I, I think you're, you're on a good footing. Do you think some people, the idea of asking questions, they're afraid to do that or even saying that they don't know if somebody does ask them a question that somehow that makes them seem not an expert or not as intelligent? Yeah, absolutely. And I, my, always, my advice always is answer honestly. If you don't know something, you can say you don't know, but you'll help someone get the answer. People really respect that and they know that you have the basis of the concept to go out and get them the right answer. I think that's a great way to look at it. And I will admit, as I've gotten older, it's much easier to say, I don't know, as opposed to trying to come up with that fake answer. Like, yeah, yeah this is what I think anyway. Agreed. <laughs> so, so, yeah, listen, all you young bucks out there, listen to those experienced ones out there because uh, you can learn a, two, a thing or two. Corinne, I think you've given us some really good insight into uh, some of these areas. It can be a little tricky for people. And as you said, I think that initial transition from the fun and games to being a little more strategic, I think that is a big piece of it. But I wanted to give you the floor at the end, as we do with a lot of our guests, um, just to give our listeners a final takeaway, something you wanted to emphasize, something we didn't touch on that you think would be important in this discussion of building that online community, specifically for those young professionals. 
Uh, yeah, I think the big takeaway is just that there's a community out there for everyone, no matter where your interest or passion or profession lies. It just takes a little bit of research and some engagement to find out where you fit in. And then you can start adding to that conversation and really kind of making your mark and adding to it. Corinne, I think it's a great place for us to leave off. Thank you very much for joining us today. Oh, thank you for having me. That will do it for us on Moving Up the Ladder. We hope you could take away some tips and strategies from Corinne Foster, the marketing manager at Greenleaf Book Group, and she brought to us some practical advice on this topic of building your online community. If you have any feedback for this show or any of our episodes, send us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com, or you can connect with us on Twitter at the LJN, and definitely check out the rest of our episodes on iTunes. Just search LJN Radio in the iTunes store. Once again, I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.